It is Tuesday, August 25th. Welcome, everyone, to Living Room Sports Talk. Kieran McCauley, Zach Rothenberger. It's funny. I always uh, – I still always get, like, a little tongue-tied, like, just looking down at that day because it's – I swear, with, like, corona, it's still kind of every day feels the same a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it really does. It's like we're stuck in a time warp right now still. I know. I, I think about that, like, every morning when I'm, like, getting the laptop open and just think about, like, this is, like, the reality, huh? Uh, but no, but you know, hopefully for not much longer. <laughs> you know, the best part is, hey, when we started this this Corona quest, if you will, um, we didn't have sports, so at least we got that back. Yeah, I mean, our first ever you know live show was was the night they basically canceled all. Dude, that was all, crazy. Everything. That we was like, gonna, yeah, in that a was weird when way, Gobert got everything. And yeah, just, I was gonna say, was it like in a weird way, kind of calmed us because dude, we were all a little nervous as hell to like jump on and stream like on this for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was like, remember, like we all were like on the, in the same camp. We didn't have the boxes. Like we didn't have, like any. We literally just had like a Mac, and it was just like all of us sitting around like on the couch, just like talking about sports. <laughs> like oh, and, like and, and Zach, what do you know? Oh my god! So yeah, we've yeah. come a long way. Sports are back on. We've cleaned up uh, the studio a little bit, you know, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, we're moving on up, right? Exactly. Yeah, we're trying to, right? All right. So, uh, yeah, we've got a great show for everyone lined up here on this Tuesday night. So, we're looking forward to hearing from the chat. But uh, we got some good topics lined up. So, a little baseball chatter. You know, we haven't talked – I feel like we haven't talked a lot about it too much, Zach. You know, it's we're about halfway through-ish, halfway through the, the regular season. Uh, somehow, the Marlins are in a playoff chase right now. And, and I'm so in. I'm really, like, peeking over because, you know, the Flyers decided to disappoint me and rip my heart out. And I'm very nervous about that tomorrow. But – We'll worry about that tomorrow. Marlon's got a doubleheader against the Mets. Got to win. Got to win both games. Up for nothing. Game one. There you go. Delay. Very winnable. Very winnable doubleheader against the Mets. I know. Well, dude, we can't beat them. Dude, we so can't beat them. Like the Phillies are to you. Their Mets are your your Marlins in a sense. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much everyone in the division except seem to be that team. But. But uh, yeah. No. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Right. That's why we play the games. Hey, that's right. Uh, but yes, yeah, so well, obviously not not to, to go down the, the, the stream of the Marlins, um, right? But we got a lot of good bat- baseball chatter uh, for everyone tonight, and then we got some some NFL training camp, obviously, and uh, yeah, uh, we got some fun twists. We got some kind of fun spinoff segments today, so I won't give too too much away. Um, then obviously we'll hear from uh, the chat, which always kicks things off in a great sense. But hey, let's do our part and get the the vibes rolling here, Zach. You want to do a little clickbait to get things kicked off? Oh, you know me, Karen. I love I love doing the clickbait, especially some football related clickbait. Longest clickbait. There ain't, it's like the, it's like a fruit that's like that's what it's like the ripest during the season. It's low hanging. It's low hanging. <laughs> yeah. So ESPN rolled out their uh, their NFL preseason power rankings, which you know I think everyone by this <laughs> this point knows how we feel about you know power rankings before games even played. But I understand why ESPN has to roll something like this out. I really I I get it. But the fact that the Cowboys are eighth and that the Buccaneers are sixth is absolutely mind blowing here. It's mind blowing. I like Dallas hasn't done one thing besides they had a decent draft and they brought in Mike McCarthy. Right. But what gives them the right to be in the top, like the top eight, the Buccaneers, they brought in. Yes, obviously Tom Brady, they've done some offensive things, but nothing on their defense. So how can you, how can you say that they're sixth? power rankings when you have teams like the Buffalo Bills playoff team from last year, Indianapolis Colts, Phillip Rivers, uh, and, you know, up and coming, they're, they're a strong team too. How, how can you leave those two off the board, but you're going to have the, the Cowboys and the Buccaneers in my opinion. The Vikings doing on that list, by the way. That's another one. That's another one. I, I knew you were going to say that too. And I think 
10th is obviously an extremely high ceiling for them and such rankings as well. I mean, I Eagles know. fans could argue that they should have been in the, at least in the 10th spot probably. The Vikings, it's funny. And I, I'm not going to go down like a, like a whole rant, like an NFC North rant, but I just mm-hmm. kind of sit there. I'm like, can I, can I actually ask you a question? And I know like my background, my hat, like I'm, I'm not doing myself any favors by like spinning it this way and be like, I'm not being biased, but, um, but no, seriously, unbiased. I'm asking this question. What is it about that team that everyone believes in every, you know what I mean? Like if you said like, Oh, Zach, what do you think of the Vikings? Like most people will be like, Oh, well, let me go. Like I get like, it's almost just like, Oh yeah, they're really good. But it's like, why are they always making these lists? Like what, like, what, what, why they don't win. They don't do anything. Yeah. I think it's because of Mike Zimmer, to be honest. I think that's, that's the only thing. Cause I think he's, a, he's a decent coach, but that, well, I think that's really it to me. And I guess mm, everyone like here, Everyone loves that they went to the NFC Championship. All right, well, they got their doors blown off against the Eagles, mm-hmm. and they should have probably lost to the Saints, you know, if it wasn't for the Minneapolis miracle. And I'm not trying to be that guy, right? Like, but same point. It's just like, what are we looking at here? But all right, I'm not trying, I'm not going to go down yeah. like a, a giant, you know, down the Vikings hole. See, I'm not, this is like, there's more than clickbait. It's like layered bait here. I'm, you know, I'm not going to take it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of deep rooted issues with this. Yeah, but, what else, but what else did you find wrong with it? Let me pull it back up again for everybody. Yeah, so, well, it was just mainly for me was was the fact that the Cowboys and the Buccaneers are you know were on it. I understand how Tampa Bay goes from being one of the worst teams in the NFL to all of a sudden they're the sixth best just because they added you know a forty three year old quarterback Tom Brady. You, you know, know I, and I feel like what I hate about these power, not to cut you off, I feel like what I hate about these power rankings is you see all the time they love kind of mixing it up, especially early. They like kind of botching it on purpose, so then they can yeah. filter it out and really change it up. So it's, I, I, that's one thing I hate about those things. Yeah, and the Titans at nine. At first, when I looked at it, I was a little interested about that, like curious with that with that listing. But the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, they have a really good culture with Ray Rule, like solid foundation. I feel like that that they're worthy of being you know, especially for their run last year. So nothing against that. It's really, it's really primarily for me is the Cowboys and Buccaneers when they really haven't done anything to deserve to be in the top eight, but it's hey. bizarre. Um, all right, but I'll, tell, I'll jump into my, I'll move over to the basketball story. Yeah. We're going to kick off the show with some baseball chatter. So might as well, you know, get do some yeah, we'll cover this while we basketball. Can. Yeah. We're doing some football and basketball clickbait. So I hate this stuff so much when, when the NBA does this thing where guys are like, and, I, you know, the weird thing is there might be some validity to this for all I know, but it's more just like bringing this to light that one of the things I hate about the NBA, mm-hmm. right? It was like last year, like, oh, well, Jimmy Butler might go to the Heat. And this was like, right, or the Rockets, right before, like when he was still in the – I'm like, what do you mean he's, he's on the Sixers? Like, and he's not like, – it's – but I hate the, like, these types of articles where it's like, oh, they're interested in hiring a guy that's already employed. What? Yeah. Is this corporate America? Well, are like, we all on. interested in, hi- in hiring Greg Popovich as, as a potential coach? Well, I'm honestly, I'm not. I wouldn't even want him as my coach. Really? What have the Spurs done in the last like five years for you? True. Seriously, no, I'm not even saying no, it's like, a, it's like a sassy way, but but no, and then more so, dude. I, I don't think I read like an article a couple of years ago. I thought was pretty interesting. It was basically saying they didn't feel like his style of game and 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 his coaching style would really uh, gel with this new generation or whatever. And that and that people listening are gonna say, "What does that mean? He's a hard ass, and people can't take it." No, not I don't know, not at all. I think it's just meaning like almost like the book's out on his style more mm-hmm. so than anything, and you. You saw Team USA finish in 10th with yeah. him. It's yeah. not good. That's like that's that's really hard to do. I feel like I could do that. I could lead, like I could yeah. lead well, them to 10th. Well, place. hey, it, it's the same thing as like you know Phil Jackson when they brought him in the, the Knicks organization. They thought because it was Phil Jackson exactly. because of what he did 15 plus 
you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, they thought that that would rub off and it didn't with the new generation, like you're saying. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, yeah, I think that's, that's some good old clickbait tonight. Um, all right, but so let's jump in, you want to jump in a little baseball action tonight. Yeah, let's, 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 get, let's get into those baseball circuits. All right. So mm-hmm. baseball, you know, at the, the halfway mark, right. I'm close to it. I feel like, right. We're 60 game season. Mm-hmm. We're about close to 30 games. And, and, you know, I was looking at the standings. And I'll pull up the AL first. It, any surprises to you, kind of Zach, when you look at the AL in general? I mean, right? We, we like mm-hmm. the Rays and the Yankees. I mean, obviously, I think we expect the Yankees to be winning the AL East, but I mean, we, we knew the Rays would be a pretty good um, fight with them. I don't know if we expect the Red Sox to suck as much, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, right? We kind of laughed at the AL Central, saying like, I, I don't know, like it could be really anyone's division, and it really um, is. I mean, if you yeah, look it really, top, yeah, it really is the top three, including the White Sox, which that's a pretty big surprise if you ask yeah. me. Like a a team with a history of just awful seasons, you know, um, they're they're only two and a half games out of the, the AL Central. That's a good one, yeah. And then you look at the West, obviously, and and we'll we'll, we'll kind of dive into this obviously in a more deeper scale with like teams that are disappointing, surprises, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, and then just flipping over at the NL, right? Braves lead, uh, Cubs are rolling along, eight games over 500, and then Dodgers are just kind of doing their thing. So I'll tell you what, let me like to kind of actually kind of kick the segment off. And are there any teams you've seen so far and you're just like, they're doing exactly par, exactly what you expect them to be doing, Not no surprises? I mean, I'm definitely not surprised with, with the Braves in the NL East. Um, I mean, we all kind of figured they would be the front runner. Um, I know a lot of us in this, in our area, you know, thought the Phillies would contend with that. And I mean, they, there's still time. They're only four games back to Phillies, but you know, just from what signs are showing, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But anyway, yeah, the Braves to me, that's like what we all expected. I would say, you know, we expected the Dodgers to kind of run away with the NL West and pretty much be the number one team in the whole, the whole league. So not, not super surprised there. Their pitching is, is great. Obviously, you know, their, their lineup is probably one of the most, well-rounded and talented lineups there is they pretty much have the whole package from a pitching bullpen and lineup perspective yeah when you're 22 and 8 they're 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 rolling yeah <laughs> and, and there's i mean and their lineup is just like you said they're absolutely stacked yeah did you see uh was it last night so yesterday you know obviously it was it was 824 right and kobe mm-hmm. bryant um so cody cody bellinger hit his eighth home run of the season and that hit was his 24th hit of the year and then there was there was it was pretty cool like how they tied it all together. That is wild. Yeah. So I mean that's cool, but you know in general the Dodgers, yeah, like their their lineup is just stacked. Um, obviously they're pitching. We don't need to talk about who their pitchers are, how good they are. Um, but you're right. But that's thing, bringing him I there. will say this though about them a little bit, not to completely knock them. And and mm-hmm. this is not really the segment, I guess. I'm not saying who's going to be good in the playoffs. I'm more just saying it, it's. They're doing good, but I think I think to the point of like, oh yeah, they're doing good. It's just kind of like mm-hmm. yeah. we've seen them it's do this hard. before many yeah. times, and which I'm yeah, which is and it's hard to do what they're doing when you get the clip that they're winning at. But at the same point, now it's just like gotta do it in the playoffs. It's gonna yeah, matter, it you know. What matters the most, I will yeah. say. Yeah, I don't. Know, did you have any teams that you thought are like right on target? Um, so I, the Dodgers were kind of who I was thinking at uh, off the jump. Um, the Braves as well. Right. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the AL was, was interesting. I was kind of, I wanted to see the A's, <laughs> but like, I think they're doing a little bit better than, than most people would expect, but they're not a bad team. Yeah. 20 right. And 10, so, it's a solid record. I, I, I would say for the most part, I feel like a lot of teams are kind of, kind of par for the course so far, right? You got a couple surprises, a couple drops. So I'll say, let's get to that. Let's look at some drops. 
Um, it's funny because, and I felt bad because I was loading up some of the highlights when we were texting back and forth a little bit about the show tonight. Uh, we have the same, for the most part, not AL, but but NL, we have the same uh, same disappointment team, although they're winning right now for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I, I Until mean, the bullpen so, gets in, Karen. <laughs> well, I was going to say, all right, so if you're putting it on a tee, I'll, I'll swing and shank the yeah, ball in the woods for you here. Yeah, yeah I'll try. Um, so yeah, the, the Phillies bullpen is something I'm, I'm never really seen before this year i've never seen a a a fan base more correct when they're just like nah this is how it goes it's over right like right the bullpen comes in and and what wait do you know what their era is right now isn't it like over an eight it it is i'm just curious if there's no way she'll know this but alexa what is the phillies current bullpen era sorry i don't know that that's all right that's all right you know i appreciate her just you know, being up front, just saying she doesn't know it. Unlike, you know, the other times. We appreciate where, the honesty. Yeah. What was the one time where she was going through like Notre Dame's schedule, like from the wrong year? It was like, yeah, ah, from like 1989. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think to your point, it's over eight. So I would say, they're, they're, and, and and I think really more so for me, the, the, the knock on them per se would be, I thought they'd take more of a step in like a more stern direction after maybe a little bit of a, of a not so great last year, but they had a lot of good additions and you saw a lot of promise, a lot of pop in everyone in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And you thought, okay, well now they have an actual manager in here and Joe Girardi that like everything's just going to start clicking. They got Gregorius as well. And it just still seems like the Sixers in a sense where it's like, they're kind of, you know, not synced up. Yeah. It's, it seems like a, they got that Philly sports, cloud over them right now and it's maybe it's not as much with the eagles per se but but like you said it's it's like a sixers it's the same the same type of uh you know image there they're throwing off and it just goes to show you know no matter what your lineup is you know, their pitching and bullpen is extremely important and that's how you win you know the majority of your games i'd say so well so do you have one in the al um the al as far as like one that i was yeah like disappointed because i'll tell you so what, what i found kind of funny about putting the segment together tonight was the fact that the two teams that we really liked that we kind of put as sleepers were the phillies because we're like oh well, the Braves were supposed to win the nl east but we're like yeah. oh we're like the phillies and the angels we were really yeah. high on them we liked their pitching they got run down this is yeah. fun mm. i'll pull up their standings again look at look how bad they are <laughs> nine and 21 they got blackjack already in their l column zach yikes yeah, yeah. now it's they got blackjack. Yeah, it's 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 not good. Yeah, not the and good I, one. I was thinking that today too. I was like, wow, like we were pretty high on the Angels, and they're not doing too. Uh, they too might be shabby. pretty high playing out there. I mean, it's not it's good. possible. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, hey, I guess it is in California, but no, it, no, you're right. They they to me, it's they're what nine. Like, you're eleven games out of first place. It's over. Yeah, it's basically over at this point in time. Dude, <laughs> what's Joe Madden doing? You have 30, you have what do you have, 29, 30 games left? And uh Yeah, you, you exactly. So <laughs> that point, but right, were we also very high on Joe Madden? Yeah, we were. It, I don't know. That that's so weird because I feel like, yeah, and that that you know, that division, obviously you got the the athletics are a tough team. The Astros, you know, when they're not cheating, have proven to be fairly decent too. So, you know, it's a, it's maybe it's a division thing, but still, if you're really that good, I mean, you, you have Mike Trout, you're literally wasting Mike Trout's prime years right now. Like that, that's sad. That's just no, sad. It's, exactly it's a crime. It is. Uh, it is. Baseball. But uh, I tell you what, there's a couple teams that there was more than a couple that I think both from AL and NL that have really surprised us. I think. Okay. I mean, the Cubs, how about the yeah. Cubs? They're 18 and 10. 
18 and 10. They're three games up in the uh, NL Central. I mean, that's another team. I mean, hey, I know John Lester is at his tour is like the tail end of his career than his prime, let's say. But when he is your fourth pitcher in your starting lineup, that that says to me that you have a good a good lineup. You know, they got Tyler uh, Chatwood. They have Hendricks. You uh, Darvish is, is dealing this year. Uh, and again, that's another team where their lineup from top to bottom is pretty well rounded, I would say. Um, and, and Karen, did you know? Did you know the Orioles are 500 right now? Dude, it's insanity. Sorry, I was like watching the Marlins make a hell of a catch out there in right field. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, like right, right there, you just said it too. So like the Orioles are 500 and then the Marlins are 12 and 11. I mean, who would have saw this happening? Besides you, maybe, because you know the Marlins better than anyone. No, I, I'll say this. I'm not – first, I'm not going to say, oh, I thought they were going to be – I did say that they were going to be better than people thought, right? You did. You did. I, I'm not saying that like, oh, did I not say that? No, but I mean, no, I'm just just pointing it out. I thought so. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, I love that they, they got the stats out here. Thank you. On the chat, looking at that. So so the Phillies URA, their bullpen URA is 7.48. Damn. Oh, God. So just um, under 8. <laughs> Still. That's brutal. Uh, and, and we got the, I was saying, so yeah, and you know me, I'm locked in now. We're, I was seeing this as we were jumping on the show. If you're a Marlins fan, you're in a playoff chase right now. You, <laughs> you are, it? man. I mean, I mean, Hey, you are, uh, you're one and a half behind the Braves. That's pretty, yeah. and pretty you got incredible. a lot of games in hand. You have like a week's worth of games in hand. Yeah. And you're basically, yeah, you're just, you have a little bit more than halfway left, you know? So that that's promising and, and you're roped in. That's good. That's and good. They're up for four nothing right now against the Mets and double header tonight mm-hmm. up in Flushing. All right, hey, we love I that. Everyone's just watching right now. They're just like, can this guy just shut the hell up about the Marlins? Like, <laughs> no, because okay, hey, right, no, I mean, they're we're like, talking even about if, You know, it's it, it's interesting, right? I mean, it's it's I, it's I'll, I'll put you know. I'll, let me get back to your Orioles thing, just to add them in the mix too. Because what's mm-hmm. surprising to me was we saw them just bang around the Red Sox hard that opening series up at Fenway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, they're nine and twenty. They suck. <laughs> They're the first team to get 20 losses this year. The Red Sox are. Yeah, it, it's awful. I mean, they they really don't have, you know, anything on their uh, – within their roster that shows any signs of improving this year. I mean, the season's basically lost for them. No, Juju nailed that one. He was saying that they weren't going to be good at all um, this yeah. year. And, and you're seeing it, right? I mean, obviously, they traded Mookie Bet. It makes sense. I mean, I'm sure they'll you – know, Boston fashion, they'll turn it around real quick. Um, and looking at the chat, so the Marlins played the Braves. What was that now? Three weeks ago, to be squandered the last two games of that series that made me unhappy, but mm. we're up. Ah, do they play? I'm checking their schedule right now to see if they play them anytime soon. It might they don't we play got the Rays again. this weekend. Wow, you don't play them until Monday, September 7th. That's your next okay, so like two weeks. The Braves, and then because it's carbon everyone is the Rays and then the Jays, yeah. Yep, and then your second-to-last series is the Braves, and then you play the Yankees. So your last six games of this season are either going to be you locked in a little bit or break you. Hey, man, those are meaningful games. It's meaningful you know, baseball. You never know. Maybe, win, you never know. This maybe, game, though. maybe the Yankees at that time. You know, maybe uh, maybe they have the their division locked up, and maybe they they lay off. Maybe they don't. Yeah, take the last three. Maybe. And I'll tell you, it's funny because so Michael Conforto is up right now and he always calls the Marlins. And I'm just looking at this right now because I know while we're talking about baseball, he's going to get a hit with one out and guy on second. I'm going to get upset because he always hurts us. I'm like, there it is. But all right, whatever. The last. All right, let's let's get back to it. But we got it. We owe the people a good show. And me, me just drooling about the Marlins is probably the worst possible thing we could give them. So um, <laughs> can I give you a hot take, though? Oh, let's hear it. Talking about the Yankees. 
Mm. And, and I'm not going to say you're, you're a fan, but you're, like, what would you characterize as? Are you a Yankees fan? You pull them? You pull yeah, them I'm a Yankees your grandfather? fan. I'm a Phillies fan, too. I mean, yeah. 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 So if I told you that I feel like Aaron Boone is like your Brett Brown, would you believe me? No. No. I think Aaron Boone, Aaron Boone is leagues above Brett Brown. Even though I just think that it's a guy that's going to be with a really talented roster. It's just need not, you know, not enough. I don't know. Hey, I mean, that, that's a hot, that's a very hot take. I think this year the Yankees could, could I mean like every year the Yankees could take it and they have been in a little bit of time, but no, I don't think he's comparable to Brett Brown. No, mm-hmm. I don't No. <laughs> All right. Well, Sorry, I don't have we much. That I don't have much explanation, but I just didn't say. Well, no. no I, here's my my thought process. I just feel like it's the same. They just kind of keep plateauing, and it's just like that's the more and more. That's the, the yes, yeah. no, and that, way and that, plateauing. And, yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, this isn't a this isn't like an excuse, but they that organization in recent years, in this year too, has had a lot of injuries at the wrong times. But that, I think that's it's funny. That's what Joe that could be related. To I think it's a reflection of him though a little bit, maybe with like knowing your players and not burning them out. That's a good point. I mean, look at Luis Severino, right? He's out for this year too. And he was out for like half of last year because of his arm. And again, so it's that you're, you might be onto something, but I think Brett Brown is, is below is too, is, is below. That was, that was a shot. Yeah. Yeah. A little like, bit. I, I hate myself. I wish honest to God, I need to get this other camera like on here. So that it looks like I'm still looking in just kind of glancing over at the Marlins constantly. Just like, <laughs> oh. well, the thing is if we're run leads, not going to, not going to make me feel good. Um, all right. But I'll tell you, we talked about ballparks a little bit, right? We were talking uh, about, well, you know what I was going to say was, there, Oh, there was one other thing I was going to ask you too. I was, I knew there was something else on my mind. I was going to say, uh, what were your thoughts though on just how baseball's handled like the whole Corona thing since, you know, kind of the Marlins, speaking of them, like had it, right? Like the Cardinals had it. And, they, and, and then the, kind and of the Phillies too with everything. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, right. It's personally, I mean, I don't think you could have handled it much better in reality. I mean, what really? else could you have done? What else could you have done, you know, besides shut I down agree. the league, you know? I mean, exactly. Because, I mean, people forget like three weeks ago, that's what I'm saying. Oh, the league's, the Marlins are going to ruin it. Baseball's going to be shut down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and this is like one of the only times you'll probably ever hear us praise the MLB, you know, uh, management, <laughs> but uh, it's a broken clocks right twice a day type r- thing. Right. But I mean, you got to give them a little bit of credit for, for the way they handled it. I mean, what else, what else could they have done in reality besides pulling the plug on everything? Oh yeah, no, I agree. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad that we're back and we're functioning, you know, yeah. it's positive for other sports that are upcoming too. So. And it's funny. We were talking, just kind of having some fun little banter about ballpark food though. And it's yeah. funny. Once again, we had the same one that we both love. Oh, dude. Yeah, so I'll yeah. let you take it. If you had to pick one item, a ballpark food you could get, what do yeah. you get? Take me to Wrigley Field, man. Those, those Chicago dogs are like out of this world, something you've never experienced before. You know, amazing. Like chickies and Pete's crab fries are obviously. That's serious. That's too. on my list too, dude. Yeah. I yeah, really yeah. have chickies and cre- uh Yeah. I'm like, all right, let me not cut you off, but no, you're good. <laughs> Go for it. No, all right. Well, I was just going to say, I had chickies and Pete's crab fries. I can't even talk about y'all excited, like with the food. Um, and you're right, the Chicago dog. Yeah. Poppy seed bun. Mm, it's relish, all loaded with some peppers. Onions, peppers. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, the I, whole ketchup, mustard, relish. Whew, chopped yeah. onions. Yeah, absolutely. So Wash it down with the Goose Island. So you, Oh, that's what I was going to say, too. Like a Goose Island IPA. Oh, right from Chicago. Oh, 312, man. yeah. 312. I'm, I'm like ready to go fly there right now if I could. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will say with the worst city. It really is. I'll say with the worst uh, thing you could possibly order at a baseball game. 
What do you got? Ice cream, because it just melts instantly. You're basically paying for the plastic helmet-looking thing. What's wrong with that? I mean, nothing, but, like, it's you can't enjoy it. I kind of like the plastic. See, that's the only – I would agree with you. See, I'll go pizza. Yeah. Like, who's eating a slice at a, at a baseball game? You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll yeah, jive. Yeah, no, slice, slices jive at, like, a basketball game. Yeah, know, like the Flyers work. game, you want to have a slice of, like, Lorenzo's pizza or something or whatever, right? Like, right. any of that works. Yeah, exactly. That's, oh, boy, the chat said ice cream is a favorite to get. I just, oh, have wow. too many, I just have too many bad memories of it melting in, like, the first three minutes, and I can't enjoy it. I like to enjoy my food, you know, so it's like – had too many bad memories of the Marlins bullpen melting on me. So, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, we all <laughs> you're used to that melting feeling, man. It, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have a good melting feeling there. Right. Um, <laughs> no. But uh, I'll tell you, is there anything? So I'll give you actually, no, I'll give you mine. So, yeah. uh, well, besides pizza, I guess like, but like an actual like specific thing that I would say is more overrated. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, you go to a ballpark, you expect it to be good. It's not Yeah. the whole, and I kind of rip it on the Dodgers, but their whole cuisine, the garlic fries and the, and the Dodger dogs, no, yeah, because I was going to ask. You're pretty well traveled in the the MLB stadiums, like yeah, what about halfway out? there. Um, that's the most overrated stuff you could possibly got, like just possibly purchase. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my mouth's like falling down the stairs just because I'm thinking about which like, is, my stomach hurting after the game, eating all of that. Which is crazy because you think LA, like there's usually like good the good fries cuisine, are soggy, right? like the the hot dog soggy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, great. Now, this is also coming from someone that was on like a four hour flight coming out there. So like like from Missouri. So like the minute I got off the plane, I was starving and wanted to eat this. So like I was just like, this is this is this so is you, not that great. You've been to the the Royals uh, mm-hmm. stadium, right? Yeah. So, do they have any barbecue at that stadium? They do. It's not like – it's kind of like saying, like, oh, can you get, like, a Philly cheesesteak at the Phillies game? It's like, yeah, you can, but it, and it's good, but it's not going to be, like, it's compared like to, like, other fanatic. ballparks. Yeah, but it's not yeah. going to be, like, oh, like, you go to a place, like, a hole-in-the-wall spot, like, in the Power and Light District or something like mm-hmm. that. Right. Okay. I got you. Yeah, Like, when sense. we went to Q39 together. Oh. You're not getting that there. <laughs> Best barbecue I've ever had in my life. Dude, that was fun. It's always fun taking people there because everyone's like, yeah, this is going to be good. And then, like, everyone's just like, oh. You see the plate come out and you're just like, whoa. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. You get like a food high, like is it like it's just, just sitting there, just like, and then you get a food coma afterwards. You're just yeah. like, oh my god, you, yeah. you really do, you really do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's a cool experience. I yeah. Yeah. barbecue in the Midwest is something else. Yeah, um, it really is. You know what? I, but I will say this: I feel like a Permani sandwich you can get at PNC Park, and that's that's kind of my like, oh, if you want to get like cuisine that's like equal to just like what you get in the city in general, that's what I'd pick. Okay, good to yeah. know. I've never been to PNC. So. Oh, dude, you'd love it. We should go. It's it's actually I've been to actually a couple of Pirates games. It's actually a lot of fun. Yeah, I heard it's um, beautiful. Oh, it's and they shut down the bridge. You can walk across. Yeah, maybe one day when there's fans, right? Oh, next that's summer. so cool. Yeah, hopefully. It's hopefully really cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think actually they built around it too. So we'll we'll get some of the Pittsburgh friends on the horn and and go out there for a little, little trip. Uh, all right, but I'll tell you, let's you know. Speaking of Pittsburgh, one of their neighbors, not too far, about ninety minutes away from Pittsburgh. Uh, is Cleveland where uh, the Browns got some bad news and kind of spilling into NFL talk, right? And, and this yeah. pretty, pretty hurts Chad a little bit. You remember uh, how animated he was for the for the draft we did on the yeah, show? He, he was high on uh, on Grant Delpit. A, I mean, yeah, hey, yeah, you know, he wanted Grant Delpit. So and and he tore. So so the news is being that right. He tore his Achilles today. Um, I'm trying to think just any kind. I feel like it was kind of a slower day in NFL news. Um, we had that yeah. uh, Buda Baker signed, which Jesus, I will give you that. So I feel actually bad after ripping the Cardinals. I'm like, well, I actually got to give this guy his due. But but he's never had an interception in his career. 
That's okay. For, with, with the Cardinals. So just keep that in mind. And he got, he's the highest paid safety, which is a little, it's just interesting to me. Oh, go for it. Let it out now. You got let it go. Let no, it rip. Me. I'm high on the Cardinals. I'm just saying it's, it's extremely like, it's just, to me, it seems out of this world. And I know a safety is not supposed to be, you know, the interception machine on your defense, but he hasn't even had an interception for you and you're going to pay him, make him the highest paid safety. So I, I think he's, um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name too. I don't think it was Bethea. Um, oh, is that it was Buchanan? I forget his first name. But remember they used to have like that kind I think, of, or Dwayne Dion. Uh, I, I'm 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 forgetting. But I think that's who it is. Maybe. Okay, so yeah. he played. Um, he played basically like that, right? Strong safety, more line like right, like linebacker to safety. Like yeah. So I think in a sense that's what this guy. I mean, so he had over a hundred solo tackles, 104 this year, which is the only person in the NFL. Um, to have such a stat and, and right, you have to obviously step back and be like, well, does that just mean the Cardinals defense sucks? Yes, it does. And that's probably why he's making a lot of tackles in the secondary, but nonetheless, right. I mean, he had, I was looking, he had uh, 147 just wow. like tackles in general. So, I mean, right. He's around the ball. He makes plays. He can get he's almost to, a 10 a game. <laughs> yeah. And he, yeah, exactly. He made 33 uh, pressures, I believe last year. So like he, he, he can get to the quarterback. So like, 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 like on blitzes and stuff like that. I mean, Grant's kind of a weird stat, like for, for, a secondary player, but right, like it'd be some saying, I think this is a guy that you basically put more towards the line of scrimmage, kind of like, yeah, like how the Giants did with Landon Collins, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, do you think about four, four years, 59 mil? It's yeah. not like that bad for that position. It, it's kind of a obviously it's a record deal, but yeah, it's not that bad compared to others, right? Group. I mean, it could be worse, so it could I mean, because right, you're, you're expecting to lose them, you know, yeah. if you don't extend them. So, I mean, I don't know, so whatever, it's. <laughs> I, I, my, you know, it's funny because, like, right, I, I'm sitting here saying, like, oh, it's not a bad signing, but then it's like, oh, well, the Cardinals are good. Like, in my head, I don't think the Cardinals are be good. <laughs> hey, that's a show versus street right there. I know, right? I know the, the irony in that. Uh, that'd be yeah. a formal segment tonight, too. Um, all right, but also, let's, it's funny, we didn't really plan this, but I feel like during our shows, we've been doing this thing where we pick like two or three teams mm -hmm. and just kind of highlight them. Yeah, because we owe it to all the different fans, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and we've had these kind of like fun little packages with, you know, teams and, and whatnot. So, um, you know, looking at a couple of this, let's, let's start with the Falcons. Mm -hmm. Why not, right? I mean, because, right, we talk about the Saints, we talk about the like Carolina with Matt Rule, right? I mean, Tampa Bay, obviously. No one gives this team any love. Should we? I mean – Shoot, man! You look at their offense, and you would think you would think they'd be a playoff contender almost every year, or at least you know, like scratching that the surface and knocking the door. But it's but they're not, <laughs> and I don't know what it is. I mean, they played they played hard the end of last season, so you would hope maybe that can carry over to this. Season. Oh, sorry, we got robbed at the wall. <laughs> uh, sorry. No, you're good. I mean, obviously, you know, they added Todd Gurley this off season, which. He's only 26 years old. I mean, you would hope that he could get a spring back in his step, but if he's got arthritis at this age, you know, that could be, that could be difficult. I know they have Edo Smith as their backup. I mean, yeah. he played some, he had some valuable uh, touches last season when they had Devonte Freeman in the backfield. So maybe he has a little bit of a role there to help ease, ease the stress off Gurley. I mean, obviously Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan at quarterback, you know, their offense is there. Defensively, they, they signed Dante Fowler Jr., which is a good signing, I would say. Um, and but Tack McKinley hasn't really panned out for them you, that that great. Um, defensively, it's just a question mark for me. Is their defensive side of the ball? And then, right, I mean, 
correct me if I'm wrong, Gus or not Gus Bradley, uh, Dan Quinn was a dead man walking. Yeah. Halfway through the season now, but that's what's interesting to me, right? They go, they hit their bye, they go six and two after that. They turned it around. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how. Dude, they went out and beat San Fran at the end. Of, I mean, so and, and and think about right the reputation. Like you saw, it's this is one thing that I thought was very not bizarre is not the right word, but interesting, unique, unique. That's what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Um, that, that really tough word to think of. Uh, unique, <laughs> but uh, right now I think what's so interesting about the Falcons is. There was accountability issues they were saying that were leaking out, right? And, and Julio Jones had that, that that whatever speech, if you will, or whatever that reporters were saying, um, where he basically, I guess, in the locker room was saying that it's not, it's not Dan Quinn's fault at all. It's all us. Like, we're not doing our part. Uh, and sure enough, you saw him step it up, and they turned around. And I'm not sure I'd be like, oh, Zach, is it that easy? But but to that, I think there's something to see in that, right? Like, they might not be as bad as everyone's touting them to be. Yeah, no, you, you, you hit the nail right on the head, I think. I think with that extra, maybe there might be some more vocal leadership this year, kind of coming over from last season, hopefully. And with the amount of talent they have on the offensive side of the ball, like I said, Gurley's addition brings a new, some new vibes in the locker room, maybe Definitely. some new, new mojo. So yeah, I can absolutely see them, then them, um, you know, raging a little bit, start the, start this season and hopefully carrying it through. My question mark is the defense, but to that point, I mean, Kieran, NFC South, does anyone in that division really have like a strong, t- like tough it's like, defense? It's like the Big Twelve, right? Bad. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's a little. It's like so. Uh, it's like, yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say one of them usually. I mean, Carolina actually might not have a bad defense, but I feel like uh, I feel like all of them have like the the makings of possibly being one, and one of them yeah. always rises to the occasion. Yeah. I don't know how, but they always do it. The Saints, but, right? Like they have some yeah. weapons on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. So maybe. Um, well, but that's about. So, Oh, go ahead. What are you going to say? I was going to say, so the point I'm, I was making is like in that division, it might just come down to who's got the most talented offense, which you could argue, well, there's a lot of talented offenses in that division, but the Falcons certainly are worse. And they've been up. together for, I mean, Grant obviously got some additions, but right, you know, they got Julio, it's, you know, like him and Matt Ryan, their connection's not changing. So, you know, I mean, right, yeah, I, I can see it. Um, but it's funny, speaking of defenses, let's talk about the team that had the number one defense last year. And it's weird, right, because – what a world we're living in where we're not really talking about the Patriots. And it's more so because I think that we're all, and, and us included, including us talking about the Bills yesterday, right? We're a little bit enamored with, with oh, who's going to overthrow him? Who's going to do it? It's over. The Tom Brady's gone, right? So, like, that, that giddiness. So, let's actually give them their due for a quick second, though, for a cup of coffee at least. Yeah. Are we kind of writing them off with some maybe wishful thinking as the other 31 football teams that are just kind of waiting for that dynasty to break up? Well, I think when Brady left, I think that kind of basically ended the dynasty because Brady is not, no longer there. But uh, what's tough for me with the Patriots is they lost what they lost what twelve players because they opted out 10, yeah. 10 to twelve players, and the majority of them were on defense, which their defense was the best in the league last season. So when you look at their roster, like there's really nobody to write home about on defense. Is, did, did Stephon Gilmore is he still playing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's the only guy on defense to me that really, you know, tickles my fancy, if you want to say. But on all, like on, and even on offense, I mean, yeah, you have that loaded, loaded backfield with Sony Michelle, James White, Rex Burkhead. You know, that three-headed monster that is good for shifty plays, and and maybe they're going to be able to do some uh, some more RPO with with Cam Newton that they never had been able to do before, which is exciting. I mean, we saw Josh McDaniels do that with Tim Tebow in Denver, and that was obviously 
fairly successful, right? So and I would say yeah. Cam Newton is a better quarterback than Tim Tebow. So, well, that's that's what's kind of biz- I, I I don't know what I have with them. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make a deep playoff run, <sighs> but I think they could. I think they could compete for the AFC East. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the Bills' division, but and I think the Dolphins are going to be better, like I've been saying, but. They could, yeah. They, I think they have. They could grab that seventh wild card spot. They could fight for it. I don't know if they're going to get it, but yeah, and it, yeah, it's they're they're a weird team too because they went. They actually regressed. I mean, mm-hmm. right? They 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 should have had the bye. They lose to the Dolphins week seventeen. They lose wild card weekend to the Titans. So there's a a weird taste in your mouth with that team after. And Grant right, obviously there's been a lot of makeover since then, but I don't know. It just seems a little bizarre, right? Like just not having the confidence or whatever in them. Yeah. No. That. I, I totally agree. There's a small part of me that for some reason, Karen, I don't know what it is. And I hate myself for saying this. There's a small part of me that kind of hopes that like Belichick can pull out like a winning season, like nine and seven. I don't care. Just, just to show Brady. that he didn't need Brady. Yeah. I know what you mean. Because in his whole career prior to the Patriots with Brady, his teams were really never that great. I mean, he was a great defensive coordinator and assistant coach. I mean, all, all the giants in the eighties, but you know, <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in. Hey, you got to do No, you got to do it. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. So part of me is, like, kind of pulling pulling for that. I don't want them to make the playoffs, but I'm just kind of pulling for them to be, like, 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven just to show, like, hey, you know, still here. Yeah. But. Well, and, and look into it, the chat, right? So, I don't think it's a common occurrence for, for people to be opting out and, and be a, a deficiency, right, to, to play, like, to the different teams. Probably the Patriots, honestly. The Patriots are, the bi- are like the way biggest. The anomaly, I would say. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. Let me let me throw this at you. Kind of spin it back into that division for a second. The Jets. I feel like that's another team that no one talks about. Now, this one I'm a little bit more on board with why people aren't talking about them because I lack faith. I'm not – this is not me trying to spin and be like, I think the Jets are not bad. Yeah. I mean, should I just go first then? <clears throat> yeah, hit it out. All right, go why not? It. Yeah, I'm well, speaking of that, the more easy because the you know O'Neill's up or McNeil. I can't talk. I'm like I'm thinking Paul O'Neill in the Seinfeld episode. <laughs> um, all right, let me let me stick to football. I'll let the Marlins blow this and I'll turn around and see it in a second. But um, I'm just not an Adam Gase fan. What what am I supposed to? Let me see if you can get this one, Alexa. What is Adam Gase's career record as a head coach? Hmm. I don't know that. That's a waste of money um all right but right to that point it's not good like can, all right all right let me just instead of me trying to be like sarcastic and not funny at all on the show uh it, i won't dance around it can i just i'll bounce it back to you why do people think that an adam gase team is going to make noise yeah i don't know so i found it so his career record as a head coach is 30 and 35 oh, it's so vanilla yeah it's just so like vanilla special about it so vanilla. If anything, you think like, oh, so he's the type of guy that's not going to make me get to the playoffs. And I'm not even going to get a first round, like a good first round pick. I'm going to get he's like only a been one playoff game and he, and they lost. So, Ooh. but here, yeah. I'm trying to think, was it for Miami? Maybe. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, I, it's like, so went up. That's great. Oh my God. I love that. Um, See, you know, it's funny. I, did you ever notice that? It's a little creepy, too. Uh, looking at the chat, right? It's a little creepy when you when you uh, watch those Amazon commercials and they oh, say yeah. it and you see a ring light up and I'm just like, it's something like... Oh, they're listening all the time, man. Oh, I know, I know. I, everyone always says that. I'm just like, well, yeah. hope they're like sports talk. Yeah, right. But <laughs> hope uh, they're like cursing about the Packers. Yeah, yeah, and yelling at the Marlins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, we're starting to get a little dicey. It's 0-2, two outs, first and second right now. 
We gotta get through this. So, Kieran, I don't know what it is. I realized this today. So, obviously, they drafted Denzel Mims, right? Wide receiver. Yeah, which I'm not high on that either. Sorry, no. I just want to throw that out there. No, no, I was gonna say the same thing. Not at all. And you know, he just need, uh, you know, from doing my research from the draft prep and all that, he he needs a ton of coaching and he needs a lot of a lot of maturing and a lot of growth, right? And the Jets don't have time for that. And and that's like, come on, I'm sorry. Does Adam Gase do that well? Like, no. Clearly not. (laughs) No, 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 no. This isn't Andy Reid. No. That's, yeah, yikes. Yeah, and I I noticed that, uh, I don't know if it's a trend or what it is in me, but he went to Baylor. And you remember how I was on Baylor basketball, right? Yeah. Wait, Adam Gase? Oh, Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims from Baylor. So I I don't know what it is with me and Baylor always not agreeing, but, like, that's just just another little thing I noticed. But, uh, I mean, their biggest – uh, free agent signing you could say is what Brashad Perriman I mean he he had a good year good year for Tampa last year yeah but he basically slides in to be the number one guy in, in New York which is does he have the capability to be a number one guy I mean maybe I'm not sure I mean Le'Veon Bell who knows what you're gonna get with him they signed Frank Gore so it's kind of we'll say if he takes a little bit of his touches I, I don't know maybe they put Bell out more in, for, in receiving scenarios than they did last year but long story short now nah, they're, they're they're just there's nothing that excites me about this team you know no no and i mean i was never you know super high on uh sam Darnold to begin with you know great guy but just not for me from a really perspective yeah i never really never really care for him i don't know that's vanilla, vanilla so is I- the word yeah, and that's why that's what they strike me as. I feel like they're, but the same, you know, dude. The thing is, they also went six and two to end the season. So they actually they won six of their last eight games. Yeah. So they're not that bad. I'm just throwing that out there. Just saying. No, no, that's a good point. I, I don't know. I just it's just zero faith. It's just zero faith, man. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they don't really have too much for me, especially now that Adams is gone. That's fair. So. All right. Well, it's funny because I was thinking about this. Let's keep it um, a little football chatter. So today's uh, National Banana Split Day. Ooh. How about that? You a banana split guy, by the way? I, I Hey, I enjoy ice cream, so. I've uh, never any, had any, one. Any, really? No? A legit banana? No. <clears throat> never. Huh. We got to get you one. Yeah, yeah it's all, I guess it's on my bucket list. I've really <laughs> missed out on the on the, the nectars of life without having one. Um, all right. But nonetheless, so I was thinking, right, there's a few teams, there's a few players, right, and they kind of all blends together. We're, I'm just so split on them. I don't know if they're going to be good this year. They might be. Like, if they're good, I wouldn't be shocked. But if they suck, I also wouldn't be shocked. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's a few teams out there. So I can defer it to you if you want to go first, or I can go first. doesn't matter. No, take it away. All right, so – I've said this, and it's fine. I, I actually, it's probably better I go first because yours is better. Um, but, but I've continuously said the Broncos, right? Drew Locke is really the question mark for me. Is he going to be good? They got a lot of weapons. They got Jerry Judy, right? They got Noah Fant. Uh, they got Deshaun Hamilton, right? Like they got a lot of weapons. KJ Hamler's been just keeping the Penn State receivers going. Um, they're a good team. They got a lot of weapons. They got Melvin Gordon. They got Philip Lindsay. Like, there's no excuses anymore for them not to be good. If they're not good, it's because Drew Locke's not good. And I don't know if Drew Locke's good. And their offensive line's a little shaky, too. Mm-hmm. And I also don't know if Vic Banjo's a great head coach. I, I don't know. He's a hell of a defensive coordinator. So, I don't – I am so – like, right, the Broncos end up being – everyone's like, well, did you just see the Broncos went 10-6? I'd be like, 
not surprised like the weapons or whatever right like but at the same point so it's like oh they went six and ten i'm like yeah well with drew lock suck it's like mm-hmm. and their line wasn't good either it's like well that's what happens you go six and ten when you have a quarterback and offensive line. so like it could go either way yeah completely and the fact that you know hey i sat and watched pat Shermer, pat Shermer for the last couple of years coach our off he ran our offense like our, our offensive coordinator was not even was not um mike shula was not even in the picture as far as calling plays or anything like that it was all Shermer. I saw how bad a play, of a play caller he is. I have no faith. I have no faith because you can say the same thing. We have a lot of talent on offense. The Broncos probably have one of some of the most offensive talent in the whole National Football League. I don't. Do I trust Shermer to put, to do the right, make the right calls? And no, I don't. You you will have an axe to grind with that man till the end if, of time. Hey, if the Broncos go out there and go ten and six or better, and they have a great offensive season, I'll be salty because he, why couldn't that didn't happen here? Like. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously different skill sets of players, but I don't know. It's like you said, it's, it's a great team to be split on because you can see, yeah. you can see it's tough. Ways. It's tough. But all right, what about you? You got one? Yeah. So for me, and we're going to, we, I know we've had some NFC South chatter a little bit with the Falcons earlier, but I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers um, for obvious reasons, you know, new head coach, um, Matt rule. Uh, let's see. They bring in Joe Brady, offensive coordinator, you know, from out of uh, LSU. Uh, Phil Snow, defensive coordinator. I'm gonna give a little love. We got Chase Blackburn, the special teams coach uh, from the Giants. But uh, there you go. They got all the Temple guys right there. You're firing. Well, not all of them, but Matt Rule, yeah. Phil Snow is our defensive coordinator. Exactly. It is. It's it's Temple, the South Campus. I'm not gonna balk at that at being a Temple alumnus. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Exactly. But so you look at them, right? And obviously, the first thing you say is, "Oh, well, the division. Like they're probably for like the fourth team from a skill set perspective." Yeah, you know, I'm not too sure about that. And, and and my thing is, is what I'm split on is is Matt Rule, right? Because he, as we know, is a huge culture person, and he's a great. He seems to be a great leader. Um, not too much has really come out of Carolina this this um, training camp, which maybe that's a good thing. I so, think it is, but yeah. I'm not. I'm with you. I'm not sure. Like stay under the radar. And again, this is like what we're, what I'm so split on is like Teddy Bridgewater. I think is a, is a good quarterback. Personally, I do. I like his I style so. of play. I think he's very sharp. You know, he's very – he's intelligent, I think. I think you can win a Super Bowl with him. Oh, completely agree. Completely agree. Um, obviously, Christian McCaffrey is by far probably the best player, one of, if arguably the best player in the NFL um, from a talent perspective and just what he brings to the team. You know, my question where I lie is, is like on the defensive side of the ball, they don't really – you know, they drafted Derek Brown from Auburn this year in the first round, uh, which is a great addition to the defensive line. Obviously, uh, Etor Gross-Matos, uh, they have Trey Boston at safety. And to add, all their all their picks in this year's draft were defensive picks. So maybe they loaded, kinda, up. they loaded up on defense. So maybe they're, they're kind of bringing in a fresh, young defensive mindset that could be aggressive. I could see that, but at the same point, what, you know, we don't know. It's just like, it's such a toss up. And first, I feel like they're going to be better than what people think, but I wouldn't be surprised if they went out and go four and twelve either because of the new new coach and everything with that division. Yeah, it's one of those complete hit or misses. I would actually lean that they're going to be better than people think. But to that point, well, that's what makes it so funny, right? You can't sit there and say, "Well, the Falcons could be good because it could be. Yeah. Saints can't be great because like, right, like they all can't be great. No, right. Can't catch them all. They're not Pokemon. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but but into the, the point day. I was saying, yeah, into the point I was saying a little bit a little bit ago was the, the four defenses in that division no, no one really lights it up for me besides Shaq Barrett but that's the only person the Jack the Buccaneers have really on defense so yeah, well, obviously lost Keekley 
Well, the Panthers lost. Keith oh, sorry. Lee. No, it's I was, sorry. I, 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 no, you're sorry, good. We're talking about that. I lost you for a no, second. No, you're good. Sorry. I was saying like all the defenses in that division, like there's none that really steps up to the plate to me. So it's like that could be a door opening for the Panthers from an offense. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that they drafted such young defensive skill like skill play, like players, it could be maybe they're under the radar. I, I'm on your yeah. side where I think they're gonna be better than people think, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go four and twelve either. That's it. All the honestly, there's a lot of interesting divisions. The NFC South and the NFC East really intrigue me the most with yeah. like how it's gonna play out because I really think anyone could win those divisions. Yeah, I do. I, I'm the same with the West, the AFC West. To be honest with you, I mean, I, I know the Chiefs. It's kind of their division, but like everyone, although the other three teams to me, like you said, the Broncos being one, they're gonna throw some hands. They are and try to win it. Absolutely, it's a street fight. Hey, every year, man. Yeah, well, that's a, speaking of street, you want to do a little, little show verse street to wrap up the show last 10 minutes here? Um, oh, yeah. 12. Yeah, there we go. Let's see what's going on with the Marlins, by the way. Oh, all right, there we go. We're just striking out. Um, come on, Matt Joyce. Well, he's been actually hitting the stuffing off yeah, the ball, so I, actually, I, I can't complain. I actually have a burning question for you for show Please. versus street. Because – because we had the Ty Lue thing, but we can we can push that if you want to go – No, else. no, it was going to be that because I'm really curious right. to get your thoughts. So – Ty Lue's got to be the next Sixers head coach, right? I'm seeing all these articles, and they're saying he's, like, one of the top guys that Sixers should target. He's the best guy out there for him. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? All right. Sorry, I guess I would – I got to actually act like I'm on the show for a second, and then, then yeah, I'll do my fan yeah, first. Yeah, right. let's do the show first. Get that out of the way. Uh, all right, yeah, that's good. <laughs> all right. So, no, all right, I'll take a step back. I'll say this. Um, I feel like it, the, the joke would be, oh, well, he's only a coach because he was a yes man of LeBron, which is kind of what I think because right. Cleveland was just like, get out, right. Mm-hmm. LeBron left for LA. There's like, yeah, you can just go too Cause you're, you're you know, whatever. Um, that's the taste I have in my mouth. I don't know. That's not a great take, right? Someone said, there's like, well, what the hell did I learned from him? He doesn't know. It's like, I, I don't. So, but that's just kind of my guess. That's like my, the, like I said, the taste of my mouth. Um, there's nothing that makes you say, oh, he can, he can really develop, right? I don't know. Yeah, no. But, but maybe, maybe. Can I say one thing? Here, I'll add, well, let me throw yeah, one yeah. more thing because yeah, this is yeah. what scares the hell out of me. You need someone that's going to discipline and beat in Simmons. Not, you, know, you don't need Bobby Knight. You see, a good, like someone that has a stern and isn't what Ty Lewis was the guy that was kind of like, oh, the Cavs need to loosen up a little bit. It's like, no, we don't need loose. Right. So, I don't know. That's just my thought. So I'll say one thing and then I want to get your your street opinion too. So what I, my only thing, I I agree with everything you just said. My only thing that I could see maybe why people are saying Ty Lue would be that because he's so loose and maybe this younger generation of stars like Embiid doesn't respond well to that more strict demanding coaching. I don't care. We we just had a, we just had a roller coaster of fun. Right for them, they're like they're their first five years in the league between sitting out and playing. It's been it's been a fantasy ride for them. Yeah, they need really someone has. that's going to come in there and be like, by the way, you know, not making the playoffs and and the process, like the hell of it, like it's I don't know. Mm-hmm. But all right, and that's kind of my street. I mean, my, all right, my street is yeah, I wouldn't like it. No, yeah, I wouldn't like it. I don't know. I mean, my, honestly, I think my show, my street, are the same thing. I'm like, I just doesn't this doesn't seem what they need. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I I was never. A fan of Tyloo as a head coach. What about Mo Cheeks? I fun. like that. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Bring him back. I know he's a Sixers coach before. I think I feel like after kind of like I said yesterday in the show, him coming around and back, I think it'd be a good fit. It would. I mean, hey, he knows the team. He knows the organization. 
he, he has a, a tie to the organization like emotionally and because of his history with them. So, and I think the players would respect that. Yeah. Hopefully. I could see it. Um, all right. Well, let me ask you this. Let me spin it back to you. So you're a baseball man and it's fine. Here I am sitting over here watching the old, the Marlins. Uh, What's the score? They're up still for nothing. It's the top of the fifth. It's first down first with one out three, one count to Mr. Corey Dickerson. Who's been actually hitting the ball really, really well. Mm-hmm. Also, I've never seen a team like us get picked off at first, like more than anybody. By the way, you like this farmer's tan that's going on back here? Oh, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's real nice. Yeah, nice <laughs> oh, I know. It's bad. Um, that's what happens when you play softball. Dude, by the way, we got a nice little split in the doubleheader. Oh, there Sunday. you go. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You know, we got we got rocked in the first game. But, hey, sorry, you responded with the second one. It's just right. like the Marlins, but they got to win the first and the second. All right, sorry. I'm like, I'm like, well, look at this. Look at me here. I'm like ducking my head out, like trying to watch them. <laughs> it's a long fly ball. Ah, it doesn't. All right, stays in. All right, sorry. That's all right. Hey, we're living it. Um, All right. Speaking of that, the ball stays in, but that's not what's the typical thing in baseball, Zach. Right? A lot of people are more pro offense, not as much uh, on the pitching circuits. So let me give you a little show versus street. Right? We talked about baseball on the show. What uh, like what are your thoughts right on this whole like new era of baseball? Right? And do the show versus, and I'll I'll start with the show opinion. Yeah, for sure. So from a Show perspective, you know, everyone always says, obviously, MLB, you know, it's a hitter's league. It's becoming more of, a, more of a thing where you see more power, obviously. And, I mean, yeah, statistically, that that would be correct. I mean, there's definitely been more home runs in recent years, in the last 20 years or whatever there have been in the majority of baseball's existence, I would say. So, so yeah, you could say it's a hitter's league for sure. Um, but now my street take would be, Kieran, have you seen teams win the World Series with just – hitting just guys who can hit the long ball and, and no. no, not a strong pitching staff. No. no. Right. Yeah, exactly. So the people who say that it's all hitters and that's all you need for the talent. Cause I've been seeing that and hearing that a lot on, on Twitter and everything lately. And it's like, come on guys, how many teams have won a world series without having a bullpen? <clears throat> As we've seen this, the Phillies this year, how good they're doing without a bullpen. It's like when a silly couple without a goaltender. Right. Exactly. You got to have some defense. You got to have some defense. It's not like it's football where you can have Patrick Mahomes run all down the field every time and score a touchdown and not have, you know, they have a good defense, but you know what I'm saying? Like, by the way, just add in this chat recording. That's a good back to the Sixers thing. Yeah, you're good. But no, I, I, I totally agree. That's what's interesting. Here's what, here, let me add this point real quick. That's I feel bad because I'm like almost like, un, like unraveling the segment here. No. Uh, but I really know. I really like the, the last point here, right? Saying that they don't see the Sixers crew listening to them. What's interesting now to me is, right, Elton Brand just came out and said, we're not training any of these guys. You just got rid of the coach. But at the same point, it's one of those things where that's what's said to the media, just to, like, clamp it down. The ball has been knocked back in their court. If they don't, if those two guys can't play together, and I'm not saying they can't or they'll trade them, but I think it's one of those things, like, I kept saying to Joe, and Joe, and Joe I mean, right, we've been saying it to Char, like, Brett Brown has to go first, then it's on them. Yeah. Then it's on them. Then like now, now the clock's ticking on these guys, in my opinion, right? Like it's like because it, if it's two coaches where it's not working, then it's on you. It's like yeah. right. Because that says a lot. That says about the players exactly. Yeah, fool exactly me once, right. shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So I mean, that's the way I look at it. Do you, and yeah, I mean, do you think that these players have what it takes under a different coach? To yeah, I do. I do get think to the Eastern enough. Conference Finals. Yeah. No, I think they are. I just it's I, I don't know if they will be though. I. Yeah. I it's it's that point. I don't know if they can tap this oil here because it seems like there's like a brick layer between there, right? Or like not even the, yeah, it really does. Brick, but, oh, look at that! We didn't get any runs. That's all right. I got a cushy lead right now. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's home too. Yeah, I like that, right? <clomp> oh, it's great. Actually, I no, love it's that. not a tomb. It's, it's a flush. I'm an idiot. They just, they just cut, I don't know why they did this. They just cut away to the Marlins stadium. I'm thinking like, oh, wait, what? Like, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's what happens at the end of the show. Um, So it's funny. All right. So I saw this too because I know we got like a couple minutes left to go to wrap things up. Um, So it was when I was like looking at the show and I saw it was National Banana Split Day, I also saw it was National Kiss and Make Up Day. Oh. And I started thinking, is there any athlete – and it's ironic that yesterday was 824 because honestly, Kobe Bryant's one of those ones. I hated him as a kid, mm-hmm. right? on the Lakers, beat the, the Sixers. Um, but then I grew to, to really appreciate him, uh, right? And, and and obviously it's horrible what happened to him this past year, right? Like, so that, but that's someone I thought of. And But is there any player, and I have another one in my back pocket that's playing right now, but is there any player you can think of that you hated and then you came around and started liking that wasn't on your team? Because you I'll can't you do go. that. I'll let you throw. I'll let you throw your your second. Yeah. Now so my quick. other one was Bryce Harper. I hated him when he was drafted. I <laughs> thought he was going to be the biggest frat boy on the Nats, uh-huh. and like Roy and be like the ultimate. Like you know, I didn't get thrown out for screaming a calm thing. And this guy, mm-hmm. um, but no, this guy just loves to play the game, and I think he's a great person and, and a great player. And I, 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 it sounds silly, like taking myself out of the, the equation as a Marlins fan, like as a third party, like just as a baseball fan. I would say I'm happy that he went to Philadelphia because I feel like his heart and, and the heart in this city really, really work perfect. And you can see it's a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's one guy that's really grown on me before he came to Philly. Like even his late uh, Washington years, it started growing on me, but yeah. that's mine. Yeah. So, so mine is similar with the baseball circuit, Pedro Martinez, when Pedro Martinez was with the Red Sox, I couldn't stand him because obviously he, he threw our one coach to the ground in a, in a brawl. An older oh, yeah, man. Don Zimmer. Don Zimmer threw the him to the ground. Coach, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he was Red Sox, so I always hated the Red Sox growing up. And still, still strongly dislike them. Obviously, from the Yankees side of me. And then when he came to Philly for the Phillies, and then I, I, I kind of towards the end of his career, I kind of like, I saw that he was a little bit different than how he was then, and I kind of made amends, you know, in my head. <laughs> there you go. I, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciated his greatness, greatness on the mound, but. uh now to say one last thing before we, yeah. before we wrap up. Did you see uh, Giannis won the Defensive Player of the Year? I did not see that. Yep, it just came out literally right when we were starting tonight. So, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. I think he's very deserving. I mean, hell of a player, obviously. Yeah. Oh my God, absolutely. And th- <laughs> yeah, they're they're gonna make. Some, I think they could go to the finals this year. It's like there's oh, 100. I think it's Lakers be- Bucks. Lakers Bucks. I hope it's not the Lakers. Man. I know. I don't. I think they're gonna go. But, I mean, we were talking last night about how great it would be if the Blazers somehow did it. I mean. Damien's out. That died. He's out for the next game. The sprain, sprain knee. So it's over. It's over. That's, it's that's over. Gone. That's all right. But I'll tell you, you know, it's not over. If you want to get all uh, some more sidetrack action, some more living room sports talk fun, uh, make sure you follow us with the heart to the left. And if you want to subscribe, uh, it's free on Amazon Prime. It'll help us out. But if you uh, hit that little subscription button, it's only four ninety nine a month. If you don't have Prime, but like I said, if you do have Prime, which I feel like everyone does. Uh, make it happen. You know, it's right. It's nice and cheap. So, and if you, and if you uh, can't watch our video episodes, you can check out all the audio ones on Spotify and iTunes. Um, and also check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at underscore get sidetracked. Uh, and if you are listening to the audio ones uh, later on in life right now, and then you're uh, itching to hear a video or see a video one, check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash get underscore sidetracked. And then also all the fun uh, articles that pop up, www.get-sidetracked.com. And Zach, you got a great fantasy article that we got to get you know some some loving out there for. If you're a fantasy football player, and I, Michael Vick's a great one, by the way, in the chat too. I just saw that for somebody mm-hmm. that came around. That's, a, that's another one I love. Yeah. That's He's one of my favorite players now. 
Really? See, I, I've never it's never done it for me being a Giants fan, but but yeah. But that's so, okay. That's all right. But I, I absolutely see the point that Chad is making. Hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening tonight, and yeah, so Art, we'll be off tomorrow. We'll be back on the air uh, Thursday at seven o'clock, and uh, yeah, we're getting close to the weekend football. It'll be so it'll be two weeks. So mm-hmm. kickoff when we get back on the air. It's going to be exciting oh, stuff, yeah. Zach. Oh, I can't wait. we got fantasy drafts coming up. we got regular football coming up. Oh, this is exciting. It's going to be good stuff. And yeah, to that point, make sure you check out uh, Zach's article. It's basically just a full breakdown. If you're new to fantasy, if right, any, and even if you're a veteran, take a look at it. It's, it's like the Holy Bible for, for, for <laughs> fantasy. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, I think it is. Yeah, it's because, I mean, I'm going to do a little, little recon myself, you know, with it. There you go. Uh, no, I love it. But all right, perfect. We want to thank everyone for listening and watching tonight. Uh, so we'll see everyone in the living room on Thursday at 7 o'clock. Uh, yeah. But you got any positivity you sent anyone off with? No, nah, mine was going to be the Giannis got the uh, the rookie or the player, defensive player of the year. So I love it. Well, we also want to thank the chat too for getting us. Uh, you know, it was great tonight. It was a lot of fun listening to them and getting involved and stuff. So we wanna, we'll see everyone on Thursday then. Yeah. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.